Hello and welcome to another End User Talk podcast. I'm your hostess, Jamila, your Lady in Tech. Hello and welcome, Mira, to the End User Talk podcast. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to sit and talk with me today. Thank you again. How are you doing today? I'm okay. Um, feeling pretty good. Uh, a bit nervous, I, as I, always. That's okay. Nervous is is normal. Uh, we wouldn't be <laughs> human if we didn't have nerves. <laughs> yeah. Um. Before we get started, do you mind introducing yourself or telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay, so my name is Amira Virgil, also known as Xmira Amira. I'm a content creator that is mainly known for Sims. I'm currently trying to get into more of a variety when it comes to content creation. I started the community, The Black Simmer, to help uh, bring diversity to the online space and just the general Sims community. All right. Thank you for that. Um, the Black Simmer. Can you, uh, elaborate on how that began, began and where it is or how it's grown from since it's, uh, okay. So it was, I want to say, geez, it's been about what, three, four years now. I started content creating about, about five years ago. And it was very casual, very passive. And then I started to realize, hey, I like this. People like me. This is fun. I might keep at it. So as I began to create content around The Sims 4, I realized I wasn't seeing enough um, diversity. I wasn't seeing enough body diversity. I wasn't seeing enough content that reflected my culture or just different cultures i wasn't seeing sims um i wasn't seeing a lot of darker sims like a lot of co- most of the content creators all the top content creators every storyline had nothing but white sims everything was just like the sims community was very whitewashed and even like with even the few black content creators like you know when you look around i never really saw any sims darker than a paper bag i never really saw any plus size sims and i'll constantly ask myself these questions like I even had to ask myself, why don't I make bigger sins? Why don't I? And I was like, it's because we're lacking an option. So it was a con, I guess a combination of me creating content, like, you know, doing live streams and let's plays, me creating custom content for the Sims 4 while also asking my audience these questions. Why isn't anybody Sims dark? Why isn't anyone Sims plus size? Why aren't there any storylines? How often do you see black Sims? And I would ask these questions a lot. How often do we see custom content items that are a part of our culture? Like, you know, we'll see all these IRL, you know, makeup items brought into the game. But can can I get a bonnet for my Sim? Can I get like uh, some hair products and, you know, just different things that reflect our reality in the form of custom content and also uh, content created by the developers as well. 
And that's kind of how the Black Simmer came about. Between that and trying to find a space in these online communities to share my content, so you you know, to grow, because as a content creator, you want to grow. So I have to share my content, share the Sims I make, share my Let's Plays. And I dealt with a lot of racist microaggressions. I dealt with a lot of like very coded language um, or just a lot of very questionable things like I would post a sim and somebody would be like, her nose is too big or her butt's too big or why are her lips so big? And it's like, do these people not know there are actually people that look like this or like, is this the Twilight Zone? Are you, are you trolling right now? Like, and when you try to tell people, you know, that's racist, why do you not know that there's people that actually look like this? Like people are creating their reality in the game and this is how it was received. And a lot of the online moderators in these spaces did nothing about it. They'll kick you for calling it out before they reprimand the person who, you know, said the thing or did. And that's just kind of the light side of very vile things that I've seen said to black people in online spaces in the Sims community. And I got tired of that. I got tired of seeing people get kicked and banned from spaces for defending themselves. I got tired of seeing people get kicked and banned for calling out um, racism from the members whether it was microaggressions or it was overt. And I just decided I, I'm going to make my own space and I'll see what comes from it. Even if people don't like how I run my space, it'll in turn influence them to open their own spaces, which is still more black spaces than before, which is definitely something we always needed in the Sims community. Well, that definitely makes sense. Um, so there is if you play The Sims and you're familiar with that particular game, and I may need to give a little background on what The Sims is. If you're unaware, we have some listeners that have never played the game, but um, ultimately you, it's a, a world um, and you do have the ability to play with a character. Uh, you are responsible for pretty much so everything that they do. Um, and the problem has been that the characters representation of black people or people of color with different skin tones or complexions, even hairstyles. And as you mentioned, um, which that is one of the major uh, complications that we find when we're playing games is that if you wanted to play as a black character, there was not a lot of variety or um, the, the hairstyles were, hairstyles were limited the skin tones, the, the complexions, the colors, the makeup, uh, even clothing was very limited and you didn't have a whole lot of choices. And if you chose to play as a black character or if you wanted your character to be black or um, a, a darker complexion, if you will, you usually it didn't look right. And it it kind of, mm -hmm. it's not something you want to play with <laughs> if you don't have a good representation or it doesn't, it's not appealing to you. So that's where you come in and you've become what is called a content creator representing us and people who have various shades that aren't always fair in color. And I think that is amazing that you saw that there was a need you took it upon yourself to go in and make certain that we, and I hear you say you, you created um, products as well. Yeah. So like I made um, the melanin pack because like I said, I, I 
I was tired of the skin tones. I was tired of not seeing Sims darker than a paper bag. Even amongst the few black content creators I saw, it was like a clear trend and people just not making Sims darker than a certain shade. And I even asked myself why, because even like me, myself, I kind of shied away from it. I'm like, I'm looking at myself like, all right, I'm dark skin. I don't have any issues with myself because I know sometimes and this is not discussed enough, but sometimes people do have self-hatred issues and it can be reflected through their gameplay. Like, and you'll see that in life simulations such as The Sims, like someone would have brown skin, but they'll never create characters. Even with now, you know, years later, we have the options to and they still refuse to or there's a trend that regardless of how good or bad the skin tones look, they will always make themselves lighter. And that sometimes that does speak to a larger issue. So I would, I even looked at myself and I'm like, okay, I, I like my skin. I don't, what's wrong? So now I'm looking at the game, like, what's the problem? And I was like, yeah, no, these skin tones, they look ashy. They look dry as hell. Like, I don't, I don't look like this. I put lotion on sometimes. And even when I don't put lotion on, I don't look like this. It's, it has a very gray cast to the darker skin tones. And a lot of people pointed out it became more evident. It became more obvious when um, the vampires pack came out because the, the default darker skin tones look no different than the vampire skin tones. Think of mm. picture that. So, you know, a lot of people like pointed that out. So I made, I've made tons of different, like different things over the years, but I think the biggest thing was definitely the melanin pack. Me starting a conversation, encouraging other people to learn, do tutorials, create, basically be the change you want to see. I've made like actual, you know, decor products for the game. I've done hair uh, recolors and I've done some makeup for like darker that specifically specializes in like darker skin tones. There was even a whole makeup product kit that I made, not makeup, um, hair product kit. I can't remember the brand. I don't, it was like, uh, what is that hair product that comes in like a red, kind of like red and gold packaging? I'm not sure. Um, I think cream of nature. Cream of argan. I made like, yeah, I made a whole, and I'm still so mad about this. I made a whole cream of nature decoration kit and lost it when my files got deleted like a year or two ago. So I never, that was something I never got to release. But like, I think I ended up making, uh, or putting Camille, Camilla Rose uh-huh. hair products in the game. Like the actual products I used in my hair. I put them, in, I made them and put them in the game. I just different things like that that could make storytelling or gameplay just a little bit better for another person of color who wants to play the game you and see what? their that reality is so reflected. You, you just basically stated, although you're playing a game and these are all just your imagination or uh, un, not real scenarios, mm-hmm. when you play these games and you're playing with these characters, this gives you, someone used the term, it's it's a God complex, if you will. But you have the ability to mm-hmm. invent, to create, uh, to control even, um, what takes place within this particular, mm-hmm. um, realm at this time. So imagination is key. You have to have an imagination in, yeah. although you're playing the game and you're in control of the character, all of that is how the character looks. You're building a personality. You're, you're creating life <laughs> in, in this gameplay. It's role playing. Mm-hmm. So yes, it, you would assume mm-hmm. that making this character wear styles, hairstyles or, um, clothing, shoes, products, even that you are 
that you relate to or that you may even use in your real life. Or it could even be a situation where, you know what, I will never be able to afford any of these things. But you know what? I'd like for my character. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live vicariously through this character. And that's where this creation mm-hmm. comes. You know, <laughs> that's where this creation comes from. So um, <laughs> when you when you go into creating this, is there any coding programming that's involved? Um, Not for me right now. It's something that I would like to learn in the future when I have like... um like free time and I have a good clear head. I, I would like to learn more about like coding. I've created um like little mods, like personality traits, but I use like programs to do that. Like I would input the information and it was like generators. Like you input the information and the program would generate the code for it and put it in a package file to use. So I never really got into the nitty gritty of coding. I would like to one day though. Um, Like I make... I made a few mods, like one mod I did to go with my friend's mod. She did like an anime override mod where it overrode um, all of the movie channels, like all of the movies in The Sims to different animes, like popular ones that a lot of people watch. So I made like a trait to go with her, um, her override. And as you watch movies, it's like coded to set up as Sims watch movies. They'll get different mood lists based on whether they like the movie. But instead of movies, it'll discuss like anime. Um, I made another trait because I, I felt like also Sims was too happy for me. Like it's very kid friendly, happy go lucky in comparison to his predecessors to the point where it, it kind of became monotonous. It became boring because there's no drama. There's no lore. There's no issues. Everybody's happy. Sims could literally cheat on each other and they wouldn't even like react to it. A sim could punch another sim in the face and they would literally be laughing five minutes later talking about llamas. Like there was no realism. It's just like it's coded to be so happy. So like a few years ago, I made a trait called the petty trait, which kind of like made whatever sim, you know, there's a little bit like it's kind of rude. And not to say that all petty people are rude or all petty because everybody, you know what I mean? Like you don't necessarily have to be rude to be petty or (laughs) I just decided to name it petty. But I was like, we need a little meanness in here. So Sims that had the petty trait, they would like start stuff and they were like coded to be a little bit meaner than the average Sim just to try to give it some dynamic from, I guess, you know, the best of my abilities. Because I just really got tired of like Sims so happy and, oh, yeah, you just beat me up. But let's hug. Let's talk about llamas and let's yibs and nurse. But you just beat me up. Like it was just coded the game is just coded to be overly positive and that to me is not realistic um so i tried to like flip that a little bit um and also shock value being that the game is also seen as so happy-go-lucky so positive everything's like roses and butterflies all the time to kind of come into my stream and to see drama like just i clicked on this stream out the gate and boom sims are fighting what's happening this is not normally this is not the normal behavior i see in someone's uh sims content and especially when i'm not actively directing so basically them to that given these sims uh the free will of um creating their own storyline or they are developing a a storyline yeah okay again you've given them life (laughs) i would yeah i would use like whatever mods i created combined with like other mods other you know modders would create and like put it all together and kind of just let it roll and people would just come in and they would just be in awe like 
here and here fighting. This one just got beat up. She's kissing him. Somebody just had a, somebody just went into cardiac arrest over so there. So we like, got us it's, an it's episode of, uh, what is it? Real housewives of Simmers, <laughs> Simlin. That's amazing. It's like watching mm-hmm. a soap opera or a, a television show, non-scripted. <laughs> that mm-hmm. sounds unfold. That sounds exciting. Unfold in so real Mira, time. You yeah. put a lot of work in this. There's a lot of effort. There's a lot of thought. Are you, are they paying you? Are you a, uh, an employee or, I mean, you, you've put a lot into this. How, how are you being acknowledged for the work that you've done? I am self-employed. I don't work for anybody as of yet. It, the opportunity has been posed to me from multiple um AAA publishers but I'm just not ready and then like I guess the whole moving out of New York thing so it's just I guess it's just not something I'm ready to do as of yet um but it's it's definitely been you know hey you should apply for this or are you interested in but since then I've become a EA game changer which is basically like an influencer that works with EA to let them know um you know, get, I guess, early access on content and give feedback on the content. Like if something is off, something needs to be fixed, things like that. But as far as working for EA or any other companies, I'm, I'm not ready to move yet, which that's usually what the job requires to, uh, well, that makes sense. Typically to the West Coast. I understand. Definitely. Well, if nothing else, you definitely should be getting some sort of acknowledgement, whether it is monetary, uh, and clearly with the work that you're putting in, it's definitely time consuming. Uh, I'm sure they definitely need to acknowledge you Mm -hmm. in some way and give you some credit because as you stated, if these games don't have any depth, no one will buy them. No one wants to play them. And even children after a while get bored Mm -hmm. with games. So you have to do something to keep the interest. So Mm -hmm. I do hope at some point something will work out for you to where you, uh, the, the packs that you are creating, the content, the mods, you'll get something and they will put it in a game (laughs) and you'll get the credit for it. Uh, because you definitely deserve it. I've watched your stream a couple of times myself. Uh, I always say I'm new. I'm probably that's going to get old after a while. Somebody's going to call me on that. <laughs> You're not new, Jamila. You've been watching all of these streams, but I am new to just the Twitch environment. And there's so much content out there. Um, when mm-hmm. someone tunes into your stream, what is the expectation? What are they going to find other than the Sims? You say you are a variety streamer. What else will uh, someone be exposed to? It can be very chill because lately i've been very chill like when i first started making content i was like bam loud in your face Ooh, sims are throwing butt cheeks over there and like it was like you know it was always a party it was always a it it didn't matter if it was tuesday afternoon like it was always a turn up now i'm kind of like more chill and i get my lo-fi music and i'm kind of talking you might hear you know you might come into me trying to learn apex raging out with lo-fi music in the background that's kind of my thing right now being that i've always been a casual gamer i've always played either simulations time management games um like a lot of games where i had to be an entrepreneur and run a business to try to make money as quick as i can or you know different challenging games I never really got into competitive games. And when I tried to, for that brief moment as a teenager, I tried to like play Halo online and we all know how toxic, um, 
comms are. And it turned me off real fast. I was like, I don't want to come home from school to this. Like, I don't, you know, it can be real, really toxic, really racist, really just terrible all around. It turned me off early. So I always played like campaign story mode. I didn't really play online for years until now. So now it's kind of like I'm kind of way behind the behind the curve trying to just learn. Not only am I trying to learn how to play more competitive games, but I'm also trying to learn how to do so on mouse and keyboard and learning PC because we've always had a computer in the house, but like it was never gaming right. PCs. I was always like a console kid for a long time. So, it, you know, we mm-hmm. always had like the email, the, you know, the two, the $200 email only computers. Then you have your little point and click games, but it was never really any like gaming intensive PC. So I didn't do a lot of PC gaming as a kid. Um, so it's kind of just trying to learn competitive games and learn my way around PC and just trying to become one with mouse and keyboard right now. So it'll come into me struggling on Apex, trying to branch out a little bit more and um, play different games. But I'm just I don't know. I just have to be in the mood. You mentioned just a lot of the racism that you encounter um, playing certain types of games. I actually I've heard that a lot from a different from different gamers. I actually witnessed it for the first time. They were playing Halo, I believe is what it was. I could be wrong. I did witness where they were actually playing a game and they were um, someone for some reason decided to throw the N word out and uh, just be completely just rude. And there was no place for it. To be perfectly honest, it's like we're playing a game where we're watching you all play this competition and um what the the host of that particular game or that channel they paused and they just said excuse me and they went off for a little bit and they came back it took about five minutes or so and they came back they apologized for leaving the stream and explained what they did uh which was in essence reporting those players because they're like you we're playing a game first and foremost we're having a good time. I'm chatting with my people. We're trying to have fun. There was no, there wasn't a need for you to take it to that place. And they were like, I'm not going to allow that. And this is what we need to do every single time, report it so that we can stop it. What, what do you do in instances like that? And why is it so comfortable for these individuals to feel the need, in your opinion, to be so disrespectful, whether it's racist, sexism, or just being rude, what exactly do you do to control or to keep things from getting out of hand? I don't use comms at all. And I don't use like in-game comms at all, especially when I'm streaming, because I don't want to be liable for anything someone else says on my stream. Um, and I know my temper personally can get really bad. So... I kind of that's a way to keep people from taking me out of my element and also protecting the energy of my environment and trying to protect the energy of my stream. I like to think of my demographic and the different men and women, people that occupy my stream. And I think about members of my community who come home from a long day at work or a long day at school or a long day just out and the, the amount of microaggressions and the racist BS that they deal with on a day-to-day basis from their peers, their coworkers, their family, their friends. And 
I want it to be a space where people can kind of come relax, wind down and not have to worry about these things. So these are the things that I think about. And I, I just really just try to protect the energy of my community. I don't, I don't like to argue and go off because I know how my, like, I know how my mouth is. Like, you're going to say something and I'm going to say something and it's going to turn into an argument and it is going to throw me from the game. It might throw my focus or it might throw off my chat. And now my chat is mad. Like, it's just energy that I don't need. And why do I think they come, you know, fly off at the mouth like that? Because it's the internet and these people never have to be seen. These are a lot of them are anonymous people on the internet and they have tons of mouth because you don't see them. These are the same people that when you go to the conventions, they are as quiet as a church mouse. They're just standing around staring at you. But on the internet, you're every N word under the sun. But in person, these people are not like this. Not at all. Um, that's why I'm a firm believer in putting people on blast. If you see this is the type of behavior that, um, these people are engaging in and you know them, you know where they work, you know who they are. I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer of exposing people because these are the same people that hold these ignorant beliefs and that are racist and that are sexist and they have jobs and they have professions and they have careers that in directly influence the lives of the people that they feel this way about. These are teachers who teach in primarily black neighborhoods. These are doctors and nurses who right. have to take care of black people. This all ties in. It ties into everything else. You know, it ties into medical racism. It ties into racism within our education system. It ties into everything. So I'm, I'm a firm believer of if you find out who that is, put them on blast. Um, because these are people who get off these video games and they directly affect our lives and. It can literally be life and life or death for some people. It can literally have a direct effect on uh, the quality of education that these children are receiving or that these adults are receiving. Um, and it's scary to think about it like that. But this gaming is the outlet for everybody. These are people that get on the Internet mm -hmm. after their long day of work. And this is how they behave. And it's like, oh, really? This is the person game. that, you know. I mean it's this a is, video this is game. where that comes from yeah it is so, not, like i said to me mm -hmm. i why take a pastime and weaponize it or use it to belittle yeah. or demean I, yeah. I i'll never get that and it's just with all the interviews that i've done with different gamers variety streamers right. content creators and i've had the opportunity to speak with some great individuals and I've learned a lot from you all. This is something that's very problematic and it seems to be universal. <laughs> um, now I don't know if this is something that affects women more than it affects men mm -hmm. or if it's the level playing field, but it's just ridiculous. Just as you stated. And I, I appreciate you for going the extra mile and recognizing that this isn't just healing for me. It's not therapeutic or a pastime for me. The people who are tuning in, they too need a break. So that is very um, noble of you and considerate to understand that this is, you know, this is comes full circle. Um, most people think it's kind of one sided It's you know, hey, I'm entertaining you. You give, 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 give. And you don't realize that. I'm receiving and I'm getting at the same time. The people that tune in, they're giving me something clearly, 
But at the same time, it's, it's, it's a team effort in making sure that your stream mm. is welcoming, inviting, enjoyable, and not stress filled. <laughs> Cause look at what we're living in right now. Look at how we're living and it's just overwhelming. So thank you, Mira, for making sure that your stream, at least someone gets a little bit of uh, whether it's an hour, at least they get an opportunity to be taking taken away from the harshness of reality today. So thank you for doing that. I want you to continue to do it. Um, it means something. It means a lot. Thank you. You know what? It's interesting that you say what you do putting together those okay, mods. No, that's, that's In my mind, that sounded like programming and it also sounded technical <laughs> a little bit more. Maybe it is. But do you offer or mm-hmm. I believe I heard you mention and yeah. I apologize if I um, yeah. misstate this. Do you sh- also show individuals how to create their own content as well? I have tutorials on my YouTube channel, on the Black Summer Forum. I have a tutorials and resources section where people can do everything from make clothes to make hairstyles to create um, mods, traits to create. Like even when my friend did that override, she was like, are there any tutorials for that? I'm like, girl, it's in the Black Summer um, tutorial section. She was like, oh. And then she went on to create a bunch of different overrides for like video games and movies. Now, what do you enjoy or what what about anime is your knowledge? I'm personally very, 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 very new to anime. I've only watched one and I still have yet to finish it because mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to announce a new season because I hate being left on um, cliffhangers, which is JoJo's, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, but that's the only one I've really gotten into my community. They're like super big on anime and like we have, we haven't had it in a while, but we normally have anime night or like community members who are either like me, who are very new to it. And I'll pick, I'll let the community suggest them and I'll pick three to five out of their suggestions and we'll just sit up one night and watch two to three episodes of each anime, get snacks, drinks, and just hang out and watch a little bit of each anime. So people can kind of figure out what they like or what they want to get into. And as also as a community bonding exercise, too, because it brings, you know, common interests always brings people together. That's how friendships form. That's how relationships form. Um, So I'll have like anime night, but I'm I'm very new. I only watch JoJo's right now. Um, I have yet to finish Demon Slayer. And I think that was that was it. I'm not familiar with this, Mm -hmm. but. What is Sparked and how did you get involved? Sparked is a new reality TV show surrounding Sims creators. They put a bunch of Sims content creators in one space and made it reality. It's like Sims would make it reality. I didn't know how it was going to go. I got it. You know, I was asked about it a long time ago and then when it was time to, I guess, you know, start production, I got asked about it and I was curious. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go or, you know, what it's going to entail, but I'll try it. Let's, let's see what happens. It was very, it was one big roller coaster. I will say that. So you're getting <laughs> some, uh, new, um, eyes, uh, and hopefully some new followers and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, of everything that you've done so far, and I'm you've, I'm sure you're a young woman and you got a lot ahead of you. Yeah. What are your either most 
proud moments or accomplishments? Right now, I guess we, I would say right now, uh, Sparked is one of them because I'm going to be on TBS. So that's pretty cool. Um, the first one I would say was when I got a DM from a Twitch employee that was congratulating me for getting nominated for favorite and female streamer for the Gamers Choice Awards two years ago. And I was getting calls from people like, I just saw you cussing out your Sims on TBS. And I'm like, what? Um, so I think that would probably be the first one. (laughs) People calling me, telling me they saw me on TV and I'm like, what, what's happening? (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then now with Spark, um, and I think one of the more prouder moments was when I first went to headquarters and I took a picture with like, when you first step into EA's, uh, EA or Redwood Shores headquarters, you'll see like a, like a mold of Sims, like from the base, I think from the base game artwork or some like from that time period from the base game artwork where you can kind of like sit on a couch and hug them and take pictures. And I took a picture mm-hmm. with them with my big hair and my Sims and chill shirt that I designed. It looks like the old Netflix and chill logo, but it was Sims and chill. And I had that shirt on and I took the picture and everybody was just like super excited for me and it was like wow look at this you went from you know cussing sims out in your living room to now you're, you've been invited to headquarters and you get to meet the developers and staff and, and you get to directly work with the company that made the game um so that definitely was one of them like even my i say my irl peers people that i interact with you know outside mm-hmm. of the gaming space that are not as I want to say it's not as maybe heavy gamers or they are, they just didn't tell me because people like to hide that from you for whatever reason. I don't understand. There's so many simmers that I went to college and high school with that I had no idea until I made this community and I would literally find them in the Facebook group and I'm like, you liked Sims this whole time. Why didn't you say anything? People just hide it. I don't understand. Um, But they'd be like, yo, I saw you here or I saw you like, check you out. Like, you know, I guess people are just trying to like, stay oh, private. You play I don't video know. games, <laughs> and I've known you for over a decade, and you've never mentioned that. Oh, right, we're playing video games. It's okay. Um, There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, like, I don't all know of that. You know what? The fact that they like video. You know what? Games. Uh, hats off to you. Uh, you deserve all the flowers, as they say. Yeah. Um, most people want to see themselves on TV, so. Uh, you've done it. And I think that is, uh, great. You definitely deserve it. Um, everything that you're doing just to make this whole sim game playing experience and bringing the depth and allowing people actually to be creative. Um, there are so many people out here who don't know where their place is in life. And a lot of people have been able to come out of their shells and, um, get some attention, some very needed attention, because in real life, you know, sometimes people are a little awkward. And when you're trying to find your place sometimes, and that's why these, that's why gaming is so important. It's not just you, someone sitting there and wasting mm-hmm. hours and time playing a game, doing something mindless as most people think. Sometimes games can help people come out of depressions. Um, again, if you're an awkward person or you're 
just someone who just has a very difficult time with interacting. Games have really helped people find themselves. It's helped them get out of their shells and not be so isolated. Because as you stated, there is a network, there's a community of gamers out there and you meet so many people as I have. And I'm grateful to all of the great people who I have an opportunity to interview and hopefully who I uh, have the opportunity to uh, grace and be on my show in the future. These are uh, relationships and bonds that can be lifelong and be the most valued uh, bonds and relationships and even experiences that a person can uh, have. And that's amazing. So um, another thing I wanted to ask you is, is there a network of content creators? How do you all get in touch with one another? How do you all share? How does that interaction happen? So I am personally, I stick to myself because within any space, any ecosystem, there's always a lot of drama. So I've been always to myself. And I, I even was talking about this this morning. Like, it's not that I have any issues with anybody. I just, I'd rather just stick to my community and my corner and kind of just show love from afar, like share my community with people, donate where I can buy, you know, give subs when I can, like show love to people how and when that I, when I can, but I kind of like to stay to myself, which it's good and bad because that can be counterproductive. We've had issues on the timeline where I've, you know, verbalized, like I've had an issue with this company. I've had an issue with that company. And then there's like dozens of people that would say me too. And if we all communicated better, you know, that wouldn't have been a revelation for all of us. We would have all been on the same accord and, and known that to mobilize or to discuss it sooner. You know, a lot of us are out here thinking that we are alone when in fact we are not. Um, that is actually something I want to work on. It, I told my community a few days ago that a project, I don't have a set date, but I want to start a stream team slash community that specializes in bringing more women of color to the, to this space, like to the gaming space, to the gaming industry, period. So, because I'm, I'm just really tired of like the lack of diversity and it gets worse as a black woman. Like even, let's speak to what you said earlier about black people being encouraged to take on things such as service jobs. If I tell you the amount of times I've been to co conventions and private parties and private events, and I'm literally the only black woman in the whole building that's not a service employee. And it's not a good feeling because I'm like, well, where are all the other black girls that like video games and the developers and the engineers and the directors and the voice actresses, like where are the other black women? So that there's always been a personal mission of mine to try to bring more black women to the space. Um, so hopefully that'll be something I, I, as I, you know, get ideas and as things come to mind and things that I want to create, I have like a little private discord server where I just throw ideas in there every day. I'll look it over and I just keep adding to it, keep adding to it, keep adding to it. And I'm hoping that that can be, you know, a space where we can communicate, share, help each other. Because it's needed. It's needed. Like there's so much that I've learned just by when I, I guess when I started going to conventions and I started getting invited to things mm -hmm. and like EA would invite me to different events. And I learned so much when I stepped <laughs> on that plane and I left New York because 
conversations you have with people, you, you meet people from all different walks of life and you learn so much. And I think it's very important to have com- like a proper line of communication. I'm, I'm trying to do it now, but even like with all of this stuff is going on with the show, with my community, like I'm still also trying to balance out rest. You know, that's why I always ask. I try to open up my interviews with checking to see how you all are because, um, you know, we can hide a lot and uh, not be doing well. And mental health is important. We also definitely need to take care of ourselves. And if you need a time out, mm-hmm. if you need a break, you definitely want to try to take it. And, um, you know, as your followers, we all also when we watch streamers or these people that are considered influencers, whomever, it's always important to remember that they are human. They are people. Um, they are affected by things that take place in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you may or may not know the things that they are impacted mm-hmm. by or that affect them. And we always need to be considerate of one another and understand that although I'm tuning into your channel, you're not just here to entertain me. <laughs> um, I need to consider that you, you might need to be asked, how's your day? I hope you had a good weekend. Um, or just simply, you know, saying hello <laughs> instead of do your little trick pony or whatever the case may be. But so it is definitely important for you all to take time out for yourself and remember you because you're important. Definitely. Well, Mira, mm-hmm. we're getting to the end of the interview and I do want to make certain I know you've mentioned it a couple of times but I give you the opportunity to let individuals know how to follow you how to uh, keep in contact or uh, stay aware of different projects that you're going to uh, going to be partaking in and if you have any encouragement or people you'd like to thank this is your opportunity so the name is X Mira Mira. That's X M I R A M I R A. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I only use Snapchat when I go outside, which isn't much. Um, follow me on Twitch. YouTube content will resume soon when I get in a better headspace for creating Let's Plays. Check out the Black Simmer if you're into Sims and you're looking to diversify your content and, you know, have some fun, fresh content to play with. Um, Definitely check out Sparked. It's on TBS. Um, tune in, see us go through some changes and see who wins the hundred thousand dollars. And it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a roller coaster. So definitely do check that out. And if I'd like to thank anybody, I definitely would thank my mom. My mom was always the person that kind of drilled the beat of change you want to see in my head. And she was always the person that whenever I complained about how messed up the world was or how messed up things are, she was the one that kind of put that idea and forced that idea into my head. Like you see an issue or what what can you do? Are you going to complain? Are you going to change it? Are you going to conform? What do you want to do? Because I'm not a I'm not someone that conforms. So. I guess I have to be the one that makes the change. Um, and that is, I guess, my advice to anybody. Like, if you see something that is missing, maybe be the person to change it or even just being the person to open the conversation to bring it, the attention 
on the subject or bring the attention of the subject to someone who can make the change. Don't let these people stop you or discourage you from what you want to do. Don't let the naysayers discourage you. Don't let your peers discourage you. Don't let the racist, sexist trolls discourage you. Just push forward. Push forward. There are plenty of communities, especially, and I say this to black women, there are plenty of communities out there for us to find women who are like us, who look like us, who deal with the same things, toxic, toxicity free spaces. Um, black girl gamers is one that I'm very, you know, a part of and I have been for some years now. Um, definitely check them out. Melanin gamers. Um, is this, there's a few, like, it's just quite a bit of communities out there to, Check out Brown Girl Gamer Code. Like there are communities out there. Mira, Mira, it has been a true pleasure speaking with you today, getting to know more about you, your cause, your stance. You uh, make content that, I mean, I enjoy your content. My girls do, and clearly countless others do. You are definitely getting the acknowledgement that you deserve. It will come in the appropriate manner that it should come to you. And you will definitely accept it, uh, whatever you feel is beneficial to you. And that's what's important. But thank you so much for everything that you do. <laughs> you continue to stay encouraged, continue to be the light that you have been and that you are to myself and mm -hmm. others who can hear or will hear this podcast, hopefully, and also tune in to the very different spaces you're in. Continued success. Thank you so much for uh, talking to me today and stay safe. Thank you for having me. Anytime. We've come to the close of another episode of the End User Talk podcast. I hope that what you've heard today will leave you feeling empowered. Thank you for listening. And remember, every day's a training day.